The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. The Eagles, I feel like, are the least talked about part of this. Let me just give you my take on it, and then you can respond, because I feel like you are down. I feel like you do not care that the Eagles have a ton of draft picks. They have more picks in the 2021 draft than any team. They're going to have probably an extra first-round pick from the Colts, assuming the Carson Wentz thing works out, which I think he'll it'll work out enough for them to get a pick. And yes, they have holes on the roster, for sure. But they have done exactly what you need to do if you need to rebuild your roster. Like, I don't know what else you wanted from them, but this seems to be a good process, does it not? Well, I want to see the execution because that's the thing. I know, like, it's very easy to say, uh, like, or, or be results based oriented, and I don't strive to be that way. But I mean, like, we need to see the results. Like, having all these picks is great. Jake said it. Stats. Jake said, like, you have to hit on these picks. And guess what? The Eagles haven't really been able to do in recent years. I'm looking at you, Andre Dillard. I'm looking at you, Jalen Rager. Like, now obviously those guys were taken a little later in the first round. But, uh, but yeah, so I need to see the execution before I can really feel amazing about this. Now, look, I like the optionality this creates in terms of you have the picks now, to potential to pivot to a veteran quarterback. Uh, if that, I think the team kind of looks more ready to win than you expect this year. And you're like, okay, we just need that one piece kind of like, or not exactly like, but similar to a Ram situation last year where they just needed Stafford or, and, and maybe they can, the Eagles can get Russell Wilson stats. And you know, I would love that. Or <laughs> maybe it's a pivot to trading up in the draft next year, or let's say hurt Jalen hurts works out and he looks great. Great. Then you have the ammo to build a foundation around him. But again, like until we see that this regime is able to to make good picks, and it's not just about bad luck here, stats. It's not just like the draft is a crapshoot. Uh, the Eagles have been unlucky. No, like the reason they've missed on their first round picks in the past two years, and in big part, is they haven't been able to properly evaluate these guys in terms of like football character. Like Andre Dillard, they think he's soft. Jalen Rager. There is a lot of things going on where, like, I, I just don't know that, like, that guy, like, I, 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 I even a hard time parsing it. Like, he's young. It's his first year. I'm not writing the book on Jalen Rager's career just yet. There's a lot of stuff, like, just sniping at people on social media 
and like and just stuff like that like i just don't know like that that guy is like a guy you really bet on as a, as a big winner and like a, a great pro so those are the kind of things that concern me that's fair like you have to turn the picks into good players and you look at you know history as a sign of success and the results are not there as much as you would like but i mean if you can't be hopeful now when are you ever going to be hopeful, BLG? Like, everything is set up for the Eagles to rebuild this roster and make a return to contention. We don't know about Jalen Hurts yet. He could be good. We're not sure. They have seemingly now the arsenal to build it up around him. And if you're not going to be all in now, like, what, what would make you happy as an Eagles fan? Well, I think the onus is on them to to prove everyone wrong. Like, this is a regime that's, consistently been on a downward trajectory since winning the Super Bowl to their credit. But like, I I think if this was a a new regime, one that cleaned house in the offseason, like very, uh, the argument was here, it was pretty much everywhere. And not just the coaching staff, but with the front office too, I think people would be on board with it. But the fact that we have this front office here that, you know, it's hard to have faith in, it's a big issue. I mean, like, how can you not watch Justin Jefferson go off and look like this amazing player and DK Metcalf go off look like this amazing player while you're stuck with, you know, Jalen Rager and JJ Ortega Whiteside. And you're just thinking to yourself, okay, who is the next star that the Eagles aren't going to draft? And I think <laughs> what, what pains people about moving down from number six to number 12, and it's possible that the Eagles can get a similar player. And I think that's a positive to the trade that I don't think the gap between six and 12 is gigantic, but the bottom line of it is like the Eagles need blue chip talent stats. Like they don't just need like more good players. They need like stars. They need guys who are like bona fide elite players. They don't have that really on their roster. If they do, you know, it's older guys like a Fletcher Cox, a Jason Kelsey, guys who aren't going to be here for the probably the next title run that they're going to go on if they ever do when they do, hopefully. But uh, I, so I think that's what it comes down to. It's just, there's a lack of, of trust in Howie Roseman and this front office and I don't think they deserve the benefit of the doubt. The There was a report a little while ago that basically Jeffrey Lurie had given marching orders to Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, and said, don't pick a quarterback, make Jalen Hurts successful. That's your priority. And according to Mort, Sirianni basically understood that what the owner wants, the owner gets. Now, the Eagles have since met the media. They tried to downplay all of that, as you would expect. But doesn't this trade sort of tell you that that report was true? It's weird to look at how like Jalen Hurts benefits and doesn't benefit from this trade because I feel like in the short term, he's a winner, right? Like He's locked in. The Eagles aren't drafting a quarterback unless someone somehow unexpectedly fell to 12, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think four going in the top four um, and maybe even more in the top 10, we'll see. So I don't think quarterback is in play anymore there for Jalen Hurts kind of wins in the regard of he will truly be the starter this year unless he gets beat out by Joe Flacco, which, oh my gosh, that would be a nightmare. And I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, they gave Joe Flacco 3.5 million stats. That's just freaking ridiculous. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Hurts wins in the short term. But I think it comes down to there's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts this year. And I don't want to say that you can't evaluate him because I think you can. Uh, but this situation like isn't necessarily ideal when you look at the talent on the roster. I mean, like stats. The Eagles receivers right now are like Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager, JJ Ortega Whiteside, Quez Watkins, John Hightower, and like Khalil Tate. Like 
okay, that's like nothing. There's like nothing to work with at receiver. And of course, they'll do address that position in the draft and they can still sign someone. But I think if Jalen Hurts is really anything less than convincing as a starter next year, then they're going to pivot because I already think they're not totally sold on him. I think it makes sense to give him this year and I want to see him do well and all that. But I think it's going to be a quick hook if he's anything less than like, okay, this guy, we can't move on from him. Let's say, you know, the stars sort of align and let's say Trey Lance happens to be on the board at 12. Do the Eagles, what do they do? Do they take Lance? Do they say, hey, we, because they can say, you know, they've got the built in like, hey, we never imagined that this would happen. This wasn't our plan. We traded down to 12. We were not going quarterback. But when something falls into your lap, you have to take it. Do you think that they would? The Eagles taking a North Dakota State quarterback stats? Is that what you're trying to do to me here? Is that what you're the scenario you're trying to set you up? You think that's part of it, though? You really think that they would say, oh, we can't do it because we had Carson Wentz and he went to North Dakota State and it didn't work out? I would hope not. That's not why I don't like it. I just think Trey Lance is such a like, – how do you evaluate him? He's played 17 games at the FCS level. Like, I, I just don't even know how you, and he's like 20 years old. I just don't even know how you evaluate that player and feel confident. In it. And, I, and I think he's going to be off the board there anyway, so I don't think it's going to happen. I do think, uh, if again, if quarterback fell there that they didn't expect, they would think about it. Sure, they're sending their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, and their quarterbacks to coach, Brian Johnson, to all these pro days. So they're, they're doing their homework on these guys. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I do think, you know, Hertz is the most likely starter this year. See, I don't know. Like, it's weird. I agree because like guys haven't played full seasons and it's hard to evaluate, but I just wonder, you know, like they have, it's, it's easy for them to be able to say, we never expected this, but we had to do it. And then does that buy Howie more time? If he then has a rookie quarterback, I guess it doesn't matter because Hertz is young too. I, well, I think the trade here is something to consider when you're looking at Howie Roseman's job security. Like, how do you even evaluate? You know what I mean? Like, I think this trade shows he is very much not even close to being on the hot seat because how do you even like evaluate him down the, you know, like this trade is going to take some time to bear fruit, like to even evaluate good or bad. And I just think like this kind of move shows you that they're thinking long term, which is good, but also bad in the sense that like this is the guy <laughs> who continues to get to to have all this leash and this rope to, uh, I mean, now I guess there's a scenario where like the Eagles totally just like flame out this year, like really bad. Like they, they become the first team to go 0 17, let's say <laughs> the 17th game here. And, uh, you know, like all their personnel moves look terrible. And maybe at that point they move on from Howie and you bring in a new GM and it's like, hey, look, we have all these picks to work with. You can really build this thing up. I mean, maybe that happens, but I don't think that's realistic. I think it's it's how he hears this day, and now he has all this ammo, and it's really on him to build the next core. I think that's why, like, like look, there's this, there's this outcome with this trade where they're able to build the next great Eagles era of football, and that's great, but there's also an outcome where we see more of the same. The picks don't end up amounting to, like, anything and everyone's frustrated, and I think it, maybe at that point, maybe at that point, it's like, this is how he's do or die. It's like, all right, he hits on it, great, new era of Eagles football, we're going to keep rolling with him, and if he doesn't, well, it's clearly time to move on. But he doesn't have to hit on all the picks, though, right? I mean, really, he has to get the quarterback right. Honestly, I would argue you have to get a quarterback, you have to get a pass rusher, and you have to get uh, a cornerback, if you can, and probably in that order, to be honest with you. If he can hit on those, you can build around those. Like, he doesn't have to nail every single one of the picks. If he can bat 300, let's say, that's probably good enough, right? 
Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be unrealistic here. I mean, obviously, again, just because of the draft being a crapshoot and unpredictable, you're going to have misses. And but I think it's fine if you're missing where, like, let's say the Eagles took Justin Jefferson last year. This this is what I always come back to with that pick. Like everything said about his profile, this is going to be a good NFL player. He's extremely young. He's younger than Jalen Rager. Uh, you know, obviously national champion, r- ridiculous production. He tested well. There was nothing about Justin Jefferson's profile that said this is going to be a bad. NFL player or like risky it was like at the very least this guy belongs in the NFL and I I don't think I I think to to be in the Eagles position to say we know better than the consensus even though we've never drafted a good wide receiver since (laughs) Howard Roseman has been GM it's true the second the only player stats the only wide receiver that the Eagles drafted to sign to an extension is Riley Cooper back in 2010 and what not a good decision (laughs) so I just don't understand how they could have like the hubris to think they know better than the consensus and that's what concerns me about you know the process of making these picks and I think something to consider with Howie is uh even if they find the quarterback like you're saying I think that's a big part of all of this like the problem is people still don't have the faith in him to like build a team around that quarterback. Cause we saw it with Carson Wentz, like they failed to do that. And now I, you know, I've, I've said here, Carson Wentz failed the team too. I don't want to just you know, take all the blame off of him, but it all comes down to that stats. Like there's still a, a, a deep mistrust here in this front office and that's not going to change until results, you know, until the results uh, prompted to. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.